What's up, Mets fans? <laughs> it's a Happy different Monday. Tone. Happy Monday. Hopefully you're staying cool. It's freaking a billion degrees on the East Coast. Mets just lost three of four in San Francisco, all in disappointing extra inning fashion. I was riding very high last week. I was reposting everyone that was saying that Pete was an idiot for saying the season was over, but he may be right. What's up, Petey Mac? What's going on? I hate being right. <sighs> I love being right, but you know what it is? Trying to stay positive with this team. Two of three last week in Miami, you go, you're absolutely crazy. You're, you're getting excited about the Mets beating the Marlins. And I said, yeah, you know what? Maybe you're right. So they go to they go to uh, Minnesota. Minnesota. That's impressive. Minnesota's a good team. Take two from the first-placed Minnesota Twins, go out there to San Francisco, and we all know what happens next. So I might be on your side now, Pete. Oh, uh, I might no. be. White flag coming up? Nah. Nah. Orange and blue flag coming up. We got an outing tomorrow. It's going to be fun. Can't be that different. And they did lose a couple of games in the wild card race this weekend against San Francisco, but I don't think they're in that much worse of a spot than they were a week ago. They aren't, but if they didn't lose those three, we'd be four out of the wild card. Instead, we are seven. Mm -hmm. So I am scoreboard watching. I am guilty. This past weekend, though, I was up in it was up in Connecticut, uh, enjoying the the heat as much as I possibly could be. I did the most exercise I've done in the year in the hottest conditions you possibly can imagine. That's smart. Riding mountain bikes <laughs> down Challenge hill. yourself. That was fun. It was a great time. It was for a good cause. It was a charity benefit. My, my buddy Joe Doherty puts together. Shout out to Joe. I don't think he listens or watches the podcast, but shout out to Joe. It was a great time. Uh, seeing a lot of old friends out there and just reminding myself that it's great to get... Well, number one is for charity, so that's, that's, always, that's always fun to be a part of, but I'm so thankful that I have other hobbies besides watching every inning of Mets baseball. And this past weekend, I let the emails pile up. I didn't really watch much of the games. I listened a little bit when I could. And uh, it was a little bit – it was nice to get a break considering how badly they lost. Well, it sounded games. like you were up Thursday night. Thursday night. Well, a little hope. I was barely up. Gary woke me up. I'm on the couch. I, my wife knows. These West Coast games do not expect me to come up to, to, to bed. You know, I fall asleep on the couch, and that's usually where I end up. And uh, around 2.15-ish, whenever that home run happened, I'm like, this has to be a replay. There's no way they're still playing this game. What is it, 16 innings or so? Mm -hmm. Mets go ahead, and then we know what happens next. But, yeah, you know, I, I try to pry the eyelids open, but it's just not worth it sometimes. You I know? went to bed right in front of that. I made it through 14 innings, uh -huh. and 2 o'clock in the morning, I was like, I can go no further. This is it. <laughs> this is where I draw the line. It's, it's tough. I, I don't. It's not often I can't stay up for an entire Your schedule is insane. I'm used to being up, you know? Because what, Saturday, you, what, uh, a couple of days ago, you had like the, the morning shift on the fan, right? So your schedule's a lot of whack. It's it's a little wacky. Um, I, I sleep when I can. Yeah. Just whenever there's an opportunity, I grab sleep and liable to work. Catch any a little, little any minute out. on the clock now. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, we are here on a Monday. Uh, hopefully, you guys are joining us around the world. 631-388-5095. If you want to chime in and chat, whatever you want to talk about is pretty much fair game. Pete was... Um, Last week, I mentioned that we were going to be in a heat wave, and you were like, bring it on. Yeah. So did you actually have to be outside at all this weekend? Not really. I was mostly in the air conditioning, which was nice. And they actually turned the air conditioning down in some of the offices because they're worried sexist. about a, a blackout. Well, if you have it super <laughs> cold, I guess. But they made it less... Like made it warmer in the office, which is great because I'm usually freezing my butt off, like, you know, where you got to bring a hoodie to work in August. Like, I'm one of those people. But uh, I did have 
an experience with the train coming home on Friday where the trains, like all the numbered trains broke down. So you had to try to get to a lettered train. <laughs> MTA. Yeah, yeah. So I like hustled half a mile to get where I had to go. And I was just dripping sweat by the time I got there. And like if somebody bumped into me on the subway, like once I even got on the train, like I would have been that person that goes viral just losing their mind <laughs> in the middle of the heat. Um, so, yeah, it was it was a little... A little over it's the disgusting. top this weekend. Yeah, well, you wanted it. You said bring over it on. The top. You were begging Mother Nature to, to turn the heat up. But uh, we I'll gotta... take it over any day in the winter. Absolutely bar none. I'd but rather... it's, a, it's a little unpleasant when it reaches the point it did this I weekend. I mean, you've been, you've been out to San Fran. Uh, that See, weather... I don't like San I Fran like this that. summer. It's cold. I like it. I like, I like uh, T-shirts during the day, little hoodies at night. I think that's good. I mean, I, I would sign up for that any day of the week. I don't like to shovel snow, and I don't like to sweat. Uh, I do like to partake in, you know, snowboarding and that those type of types of activities. But if I could just live in sixties all year round, I would I'd be happy with that. How about those birds in San Francisco? You see Gelbs? Gelbs was feeding them and then the next Yeah, day, then they all disappeared. They wouldn't eat from no, him. No, it's illegal. Oh, it's so illegal. He was, he was feeding them in the upper deck. He was trying to find things to do in, in the uh what, the sixteenth, fifteenth inning or something yeah. like that on Thursday. And then the next day, they put him back on on uh on the broadcast clearly. And he's talking to Gary. Uh, is Gary working? Yeah, he's talking to Gary, yeah. and they're like, you know what? We actually found out that it's illegal to be feeding the, the seagulls here. So uh, uh, Galbs was like, let's maybe not talk about that. <laughs> uh, let's hit the phones, though. Uh, we got we got Luke. What's up, Luke? How you doing? Hi, I'm Luke. Hey, Luke. Hey, Luke. How you doing? What do you got? Yeah, I'm just checking out one of your, your new favorite show, new favorite TV specials from ESPN. You know, it's the good, the bad, and the hungry. Oh, did you, did you give it a watch? What did you think? Good. It was good. It was good. Yeah. But if you call, if if you were to have your own hot dog eating contest between you two, who would win? Oh, we we've talked about this. I don't know if you've caught uh, earlier in the year. Pete said that he wanted to. Well, I don't know if you said you wanted to, but a meatball hero eating contest or something like that. I yeah, think. I won't win, but it'll yeah. be delicious. Listen, uh, yeah. Luke, if things keep going the way they they are. Uh, we might not. What do we have? Nine nine weeks left of this. We might be doing an eating competition every week because yeah, we're gonna need some filler content around here. <laughs> there's only so many ways to talk about the Mets blowing it. So maybe we'll just turn this into uh, orange and blue thing eating competition week. I don't know. We'll see. But my team, the Chicago White Sox, are White Sox. Are better, good, two. Right, right, right. So how'd you find yeah. us if you're a White Sox fan, Luke? Uh, no, I just I just found out about your business stuff. I just found you on pages. Oh, awesome! Next day we should do a trip. Should do a Sunland Army outing to the hot dog eating contest. Cool, man. All right, Luke. So uh, we'll see you out there, right? If we, yeah, if, we if we start eating for I'll sport, I'll, I'll see you next week. I'll see you next week when, the, when my team plays your team. Awesome, awesome. All right, Luke. Have a good one. Oh, it's Mets White Sox coming up, huh? Dude, speaking of the White Sox, when I was up in Connecticut this past weekend, I went to a diner yesterday, and uh, the girl working the counter she's talking and she sees she sees i'm wearing a mets shirt and she sees my car and she goes are you heading to a mets game because i got the, the flag on the back now and i'm like no nah, they're actually in san francisco and we get to talk and she is a chicago white Sox fan working at a diner in connecticut and she said that she doesn't really get to watch the games clearly mm -hmm. unless she has the mlb package so i always find it i'm curious how someone becomes a fan of a team they can't 
readily follow every day, especially back in the day when she was younger. It's not on the radio. It's not, you can't watch the broadcast. So she's not from, I asked her, I was like, you from Chicago? Like, how did this even come about? And she said she just liked the players when she was growing up. And that's how she kind of gravitated towards the team. But you know, it's interesting with the White Sox. Like, it's easy to kind of compare and say, oh, they're the second baseball team in town to the Cubs. And you could like look at it with the Mets. But when the White Sox won the World Series in 2005, Obviously, there are White Sox fans who cared, mm-hmm. but it's not like they they can never take over the city in the way that the Mets haven't done recently. But at least in the 80s, right, we're right, able right. to do the White Sox. They don't seem to break through in their own town the same way that even the Mets can. And right, it, right. Like that, you know, the little brother stuff that I think irritates Mets fans. It's probably even more pronounced over there. Did you see that like that uh, that clip floating around today? It was uh, from the news broadcast in 86. Today is the, was it 33-year anniversary from this? Let's, let's, let's give this a watch for a second. Is that Warner Wolf? Yeah, watch this. Look at that makeup. Wow. All right, hold on. Let me turn this up here. Great Warner Wolf. They fight on the field as well as off the field. Let's go to the videotape. Last night's game, 3-1 Cincinnati. Game should have been over right here. Two on, two out. Parker back says, I've got it. No, he drops the ball. He Rosario did. Eddie Rosario. 3-3. Bottom of the 10th, Eric Davis steals third. Runs into Ray Knight. Knight and Davis go at it. And Ray Knight says, take a right hand. Here it comes. Boom. (laughs) There they go. Mitchell, Knight, Soto, and Davis all ejected from the game. And look who's playing the outfield for the Mets. Jesse Orozco in right field. Who's in left field? Roger McDowell. Because of the ejections. Top of the 14th. Power comes in. And Howard Johnson says, I'll show you power. Boom. There it goes. Three-run homer. 6-3 Mets. So it's 33 years ago today. Um, speaking of what Luke brought up, though, the, the good, the bad, the hungry, I was, I was uh, looking for something this morning. I don't know how I came across this, but Kobayashi claims that Major League Eating is rigging the Nathan's contest every year. Rigging, not rigging it. it. Not rigging it because I guess Joey Jaws is going to win no matter what because he's just a freaking animal. But his beef is they are breaking these records every year because Nathan's is making the hot dogs smaller. So... He says they are five grams smaller. I don't know how many grams are in a full hot dog, but five Sounds grams familiar. smaller than the hot dog size 10 years ago. And the ones they sell in the supermarket are also smaller. So he's mm. saying that the dogs are smaller. So when you add up 70 of them, it would have really been 60, whatever. So it's so, like the baseballs. Now, exactly. Right? They're a little juice. But this is the difference to me is that Joey Chestnut is beating people by like 20, 25 hot dogs every time. There's not like, you know, it's, it's, it's a bunch like of a people few. doing well. Yeah, yeah I, It's like if some yeah. guy went out and hit 80 home runs this year and everyone else is hitting 50, well, yeah, it's inflated, but dude's still the best by a mile of everyone in his generation, right? And I want to say what's up to Lizzie, too. Uh, I am the only one in the room not wearing an orange or blue thing t-shirt. You're a loser. I'm out of the club. So, uh... <laughs> Uh, that's the voice behind the scenes, Lizzie. What's up, Lizzie? Hey, y'all. We have a pretty busy week coming up, huh? Yes. So tomorrow we're at City Field. <laughs> Wednesday we're playing catch up because we still have to ship the Jeff McHitts Wait, t-shirts. Wait, today isn't over, so please Oh, Jeff McHitts today. happened, huh? Yeah, yeah. Jeff McHitts happened oh, I gotta uh, see these. last Friday, two Fridays ago. So it's, it's the two-week delivery window that's on the pre-sales. So people that ordered, sit tight. They are actually going to go up going to go out before two weeks, which is tomorrow. So tomorrow is that Wednesday we're playing catch up because Please we just had emailing the, us. the hat release today. <laughs> Tomorrow's the outing. Thursday's Alive After Five. Friday's Binghamton. Saturday's Syracuse. Sunday's Drive Back to New York. Uh, back to Long Island. Uh, so yeah, we got a pretty good week, huh? Yeah. 
All right. So uh, give us a call if you want to chat. 631-388-5195 is the number to call. Lizzie's got a case of the Mondays. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it's... Case on the Mondays. <laughs> uh, and also share the show if you're watching live. We're giving away two gift cards for the Seven Lines website. 20 bucks a pop uh, on Facebook and then also on Twitter slash Periscope. You get to use it for anything available on our website. And you can also, if you happen to be in the area, if you're coming to Live After Five, we'll be back there this Thursday. You can, If you win, you can use gift cards at the truck as well. So uh, let's give a little shout out to our friends at McKellar. I time. am on the pro. I know. I, I really. Forgetting. I was gonna ask when well, you, you know guys what it is. Crack I, those open. I forget sometimes because I'm the only one drinking on the show these days. Um, you know, Pete has a lot, you know, going on sometimes after he leaves here, so he can't partake. Not today. Let's do it. I feel like I should have one just because. But you I go can't. for it. Get the no, bag. No, off. no, no. Cheers, Pete. I am on the proper pint. Sando sipper. I mm. have too much to do. That's a collaboration that they did with um, Fuku, the, ch the chicken place in uh, the ballpark. Their chicken sandwiches are pretty good. So uh, head on over to McKellarNYC.com and check out all the different beers they have available right now. And uh, don't forget, tomorrow, if you're coming to the game, we're going to be out at McKellar prior to heading in to the outing versus the Padres. Uh, a little pregame party. They are extending their specials just like they did during the Subway Series. $4 specials on select cans. And they also have a bunch of other options on tap as well. And uh, don't forget that they also have food. So uh, if you're one of our, our members that you're going to be cheering with us or even if you're just joining us for the first time tomorrow, definitely head on over to McKellar. It's always a fun time to do a little pregame in there. We don't tailgate on weekdays. It just doesn't work out for us since uh, a lot of us come after work and to set up the grills and the tents and all that just doesn't make sense before 7 o'clock start. But don't forget that they all are also opening an hour early for us tomorrow. So the doors usually open at 5, just like the gates to the ballpark. They will be open tomorrow at 4. So uh, stay cool, get in the AC, have some tasty beverages from McKellar, and uh, get ready for the outing. We got, what, a paddock tomorrow night? Is it paddock? I think so. I have not looked ahead yet. Yeah. Uh, I mean... It is what it is at this point, but in in we well, had a no hitter his last time out. I think he was into the eighth inning against Miami. Yeah, that was that was that was close. I mean, I I couldn't be the only one that was excited to get the alert from MLB that said that that was uh, broken up. So when the when the no hitter was broken up, I threw a little salt in the wounds. I probably can't find it here, but um, you know, some people think that's. Uh, you know, whatever, well, going I, overboard. But it's kind of old news with the it is, but, now, but right? whatever. Who cares? <laughs> Rub a little salt in the wounds there. Let's hit the phones. We got uh, Frank in Jersey. What's up, Frank? Hey, Darren, Pete. How are you guys? What's happening, Frank? Hey. Um, funny, two things. Um, one, looking forward to the outings this week, tomorrow. Um, I think Paddock is pitching for the Padres, and if he is, we have to get on him really hard because he's about as much of the um, rookie of the year. He doesn't stand a snowball's chance, and you know where. Do you so. do a Do you do a Lonzo's better and and bring back the Harvey thing, or do we <laughs> do we say you know what that didn't exactly work out the first time? We're gonna pass on those. Yeah, but uh, he, he that that kid needs to be put in his place. Well, you know what it is, Paddock, uh, you know, clearly we're right next to the bullpen when they're getting ready. So I'm sure he'll be able to hear it from us when he's trotting out to the mound. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. It should be a fun one. Yeah, and then uh, obviously looking forward to uh, Binghamton and then a, few, uh, nor a little north and going up to Syracuse should be a 
fun to see uh, some of the uh, the prospects that might be coming. See Ruben Tejada. Ruben yeah. is killing it down there. Tim Tebow. Oh, I know. Ruben's hitting like 350. What is going on? Yeah, it should be a fun one. All right, Frank, so listen, we'll see you tomorrow at McKellar, all right? All right, sounds good. All right, have a good one. Yep. So you brought up uh, an old name there, our old friend Matt Harvey. Mm. Did you see this coming? Yeah, designated for assignment by the Angels. His ERA is over seven. It's mid-July. You can't exactly call it a surprise. But I think I think when the Angels went out and signed him for $11 million, I know for me it raised an eyebrow. I thought maybe somebody would sign him to a kind of deal where it would be a prove-it contract, right? Like maybe he doesn't get that much guaranteed this year, but there would be an option for next year to be pitched well and started to come back. He'd be in a good situation. But that's not the case. You know what kind of jumped out to me? Probably more than the fact he got designated for assignment when I was reading the story about it. He's 30 years old now. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know. Maybe it just happens kind of fast, but Matt Harvey's 30 years old. And now you cross that threshold into your 30s and you know you're on the back end of your career. And for Matt Harvey, I still, I still feel like he'll be a guy that'll step away from the game for a couple of years and then. Somehow he's going to work his way back. Like he has too much ability. And I think it's the thoracic outlet syndrome surgery that really knocked him out. And sometimes if you rest a couple of years, some of these guys come back and all of a sudden they're throwing 98 again and they get the big fastball. I wouldn't be shocked to see that happen with uh, with Matt Harvey. But he wasn't pitching well this year. Went down to the minors, which he didn't want to do with the Mets. Right, right. And, you know, it didn't work out. I thought you were going to say in a couple of years we're going to see him out of the uh, Long Island Ducks, uh, right down the block. I, who knows? I, I mean, you, you know, know what? You know what? I I don't know. He's the kind of guy that I feel like would have if, too much pride. To I don't do know if he loves baseball enough to go about it that way. And mm-hmm. it's got to be humbling with what he's gone through these last few years, right? But is he the kind of guy that's gonna? Go to that level, so. pitch for the Ducks, and try to work his way back. I think it's probably something that he'll have to determine in these next couple of years or, or next, you know, this offseason. Let's say no team comes calling here mm-hmm. in the next few months, and he's going to have to really think, like, hey, do I find something else that's going to make me happy? Or, you know, am I a baseball player and that's it? And I got to find every way to get back on the mound and and do what I do. I think there's no way in hell the guy that's the toast of the town, cover of Sports Illustrated, Dark Knight, the bat logo on everything goes from what he, what he was to then saying, you know what, I'm going to give it another shot and go to the independent league or something. I just don't see it ever happening. I think that hopefully, you know, he's investing this $11 million in his future and he doesn't have to maybe worry about it. Yeah. You know? He made 30 plus million dollars over the course of his career. So financially should be okay. Yeah. It's not the money that, you know, he yeah, thought he was going to make. Knowing him, the way he likes to live his well, extravagant lifestyle. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Um, you know, this is interesting, though. You go back to 2015, right? And and the last time we saw him be Matt Harvey and look great mm. was really that World Series game, yep. game five, where he, he had everybody in the palm of his hands. And I still I, – I, I, my take on that game is that Terry Collins did the one thing he couldn't do. He could have gone to Harvey in the ninth. Mm-hmm. He could have gone to Familia in the ninth. But instead, he – Wanted Familia, told Harvey he was out, argued with him in the dugout, and then sent Harvey back out there. And I think that that was the only yeah, way to yeah, mess yeah, yeah. up what would have been a good situation either way. But, um, you know, that game is really 
that's it, right? Like, you don't – that great game pitch against the White Sox where he's, like, bleeding from the nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, there are a couple of games that come out his rookie year. We mentioned that Harvey's better right. against Strasburg. Right. But it's really, I think, that World Series game because it seemed like that's where we always imagined him reaching. And then he was there. He was doing it on the biggest stage. And it's kind of wild that that was the last time that we saw good Matt Harvey. Yeah, that was yeah, it. Yeah. A lot of people in the comments are are agreeing with you that his career is probably over. Well, uh, yeah, it's. I mean, at this I point, think, I, I didn't say his career is over. It's I likely think, over. I think he he's gonna have to step back, mm -hmm. and then I would not be surprised. Two or three years, he's a guy that's having a tryout, and all of a sudden the fastball's back, and he looks good. If he wants to recommit himself How down the line, he? I do think he could do 30. that. Thirty. Thirty. Oh. All right, let's hit the phones again. We got another familiar voice. What's up, Shouty? Oh, you always chump me. I just want to go shouty. Oh. Uh, <laughs> oh, so for the future, you don't want me to say your name? <laughs> right. Just say another familiar voice. Oh, okay. and then I'm going to go shouty. And then, yeah. And All then, right. Cool. So we should practice that. Does your air conditioner work? How are you doing? My air conditioner? Yes. Well, I work, like, actually in the basement. And so I have, like, constantly the same weather. But the aviary that we have here is outside. So that was a bit of a scorcher. All right. So I ran out early this morning and did that before it got too super hot. Um, but, yeah, the birds have all their drinking water. They're all very happy right now. So, But now I'm back in the office chilling. All right, cool. So uh, <laughs> so what's going on? What's, what's the latest? <laughs> well, I wanted to – well, first I'm excited about tomorrow. But I'm actually going to two games this week. I'm not going to be doing the Syracuse. And it just brought up a little something to talk about. I'm actually going to be celebrating at City Field on Saturday. My very first game I ever went to, I was five. And I still have, like, the ticket. So it was July 27th, 1969. So oh, so it's, it's, your, it's your fifth year anniversary for... It's my 50th gotcha. anniversary. <laughs> Fandom anniversary. It's cool to keep track of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is cool. It's cool. And, well... I have to say thank you to my mom, whose birthday actually happens to be today. But unfortunately, you know, I miss her like to death. So she would have been 95 today. Wow. Um, but she's had the fortitude to save the ticket. And she actually wrote on it, Nancy's first game. And then she pointed to the date and then wrote on Mr. Met with the little umbrella where they used to put that little logo on. And she wrote LOST in capital letters. Mm. So my very first Met game on July 27, 69, um, they lost. So, uh, yeah. So it was like, so I'm celebrating, my, it happens to be my brother's birthday too, the day before, so it's sort of like a mom birthday kind of sentiment. But I was wondering, do you guys like remember your first game? Do you like do celebratory anniversary games ever or? No, I have absolutely no idea. My parents brought me when I was a baby, so yeah, I never had that like first game experience. I have first memories of being at Shea Stadium, but it was a place that every once in a while I was there. Right, right, right. I don't remember like the first time. Yeah, no, no idea. And you went all the time, Darren. So yeah, you probably I would no remember, idea. right? I basically and lived there. And it's weird because my parents used to go to the games, but they only finally took me. Like, I guess it wasn't like child friendly back I, mean, I don't know. My mom, like, went, and I guess it wasn't like, oh, I'm not bringing the baby along. But now you wouldn't think twice about it. But yeah. um, back then, so that's going to be kind of cool. But so it's kind of a cool week. But I'm like looking exciting to tomorrow. And then, so you guys will be up there, but I'll be. Celebrating, hopefully, back yeah, to the yeah. field. Well, and maybe the win, that would be sweet. Maybe. Like, we'll see. Probably, I'll hold your breath. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. 
about the experience now. You know, but it's making me think about my daughter and like how you would want that first game experience to be. Like I could bring her when she's a baby and like me, she would have no idea. Or do you wait until a certain age so that maybe they want to go and get to like really take in that first time experience? The errors, cool. the decades are so different now. I feel like if you bring her now, it's more like you can at least – not that people don't have cameras back then, but now you snap the photos, you get their certificate from the Mets, you know, first game has the date on it. With they give you a certificate? Yeah. yeah, you can go ask from for one. Pretty much any what? ballpark. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, for, it's my first game here. They put your name on it, the date, they mail it to you afterwards. It's, it's really cool. So, oh my gosh. There's yeah. a lot of cool things that you can get now that you maybe not have gotten in the 80s. Or in 1969. In yeah, Shouty's I definitely didn't case. get a certificate for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you got whatever. Yeah, I thought it was the trophy generation. I thought I was supposed <laughs> to get all this stuff. Yeah, right. <laughs> the trophy generation. All right, Chad, listen. I wonder if they'll oh. give me one for the 50th game. That would be kind of cute. Yeah, maybe. You know, oh, make your own. You'll make a little fake stamp on there and you just pretend you got it. <laughs> <laughs> but for the record, just so we're clear, this was a really good seat. It's, it was the Lowe's Reserved and it was $2.50 for the game. Wow. Look at that. The only thing that stays the same price these days are Arizona iced teas. They're still 99 cents somehow. But all right, Shouty, we'll see you tomorrow, all right? All right, Shouty out, anyone? Now I'm saying Shouty out because I'm leaving. Remember, we had this discussion, Dad. Right, I right. say Shouty out because I'm leaving. Yeah, you can't say Shouty out when you say hello. That's like, oh, it's not ch like chow or whatever it is. All right. And by the way, Lizzie oh. said I was Mick Shouty. So that could be something new on the horizon. I don't know. Because I answer the phone and she's like, do you know who this is? Like, no, no shit. And I was like, yeah, Shouty McShouty. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you later. Take it All easy. Right. Bye, Pete. Bye, Dad. Bye. See you guys tomorrow. Shouty Bye. out. Be cool. Shouty out. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. You got to love her. Um, I was thinking, like, I was. She was saying so many different things. I, I had somewhere to go after that. No, sorry. I grasped onto the one thing. and then No, was no. Was, well, you know, like last week the caller said that they have those uh, – is it the Ducks that has the room? The uh, the puzzle uh, – No, that was uh, Brooklyn. Brooklyn Cyclones. That, that was great. Um, yeah, so the, the ballparks are a much different experience than they were in 1969. But, you know, it is what it is. Like, like I said, when she said um, she hopes they win on Saturday, I'm not holding my breath. And you know what's good for us? We're going to be in Syracuse, so I'm not going to really be paying attention to what's going on in Queens this weekend. Uh, you know, shoot me. So uh, give a call if you want, 631-388-5195. Share the show if you want to be in the running for the gift cards. 20 bucks for the Seven Lines website, or come see us at Alive After 5. We're going to be back there this Thursday. Well, let's go back to the Matt Harvey discussion just real uh -huh. quick. Would you want the Mets to bring him back? No. No. Absolutely well, you know not. what? Yes, because I have a lot of T-shirts left with uh, <laughs> on the shelves here. Yeah, actually, Mets, please bring them back. I got a couple hundred T-shirts, Mount Harvey T-shirts, that I'm looking to get rid of. I don't know if he's going to move the needle to that degree, but you you do think about it. The Mets are going to be moving Jason Vargas. You would think in these next couple of weeks. Now they talked very highly of Walker Lockett, who pitched well this weekend. So I'd imagine that he would be in line to get that opportunity. But if uh, you know there was. And now a relationship or the now? Mets felt that they could fix Harvey and put him in the minors. I don't see it happening personally. I think too much happened between the Mets and yeah, Matt Harvey yeah, and all yeah, those yeah. times that neither side would be in a hurry to come back together. I, it's where I thought you know, he pitched okay in Cincinnati last year and it seemed like, oh, it was good for him to get out of town. And then it yeah, you know, got didn't million, work in Anaheim. Oh, I got $11 million with the Angels. Um, but yeah, I don't see it happening. I was just curious if people would want to see Matt Harvey Get an opportunity to pitch at 
Syracuse and try to work his way back up. Nothing guaranteed if yeah. if they'd want to see him uh, back with the Mets. I would think that would be pretty split I don't know, down ask the, the middle. Fans, I don't know. Uh, if you're watching now, you want to comment if you want to see Matt Harvey back with, the, back with the Mets. I don't see it happening, but who knows? No, I don't think it would happen. No, but you know what it is? Actually, actually. Let me say yes, they're going to do it. Do it because the Mets always happen to bring back players when they're way past their prime. They try to squeeze out the last bit of, uh, you know, potential they have left out of the guy. I don't think that uh, it's ever going to happen. I think he's done, and we'll we'll see what happens after. You don't that, think he ever pitches in the majors again? I, I don't know. I on, if I had to bet, I'd say no. I'll bet against you. I'll take okay. you on. All right. I we'll think bet. it'll be bad. We'll but I think it'll take some time. So let's talk about someone else that's going to be pitching in the majors again sometime soon. Last Monday, right when we wrapped the show, uh, about an hour after it came out that huh. Zach Wheeler was hurt. Dude, I, so, yes, I leave the show, and I, I still get the, the Mets media emails. So I check my email, and I see the subject is Mets injury news. So I'm like, all right, you know, Jed Lowry's yeah. other side is now bothering him <laughs> or something. Like, like I, 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 honestly, my thought was this po- they can't possibly be a big deal. Even if it's Jacob DeGrom and someone's going to knock him out for the rest of the year, like, who cares at this point? I had already, we know, we talked about it last week. I wasn't high on this team going anywhere. And, of course, it's the one name that they can't have hurt right now, and it's Zach Wheeler, their best trade chip, going into the deadline. Now, since then, Wheeler, he threw a bullpen yesterday. He said it was good. So there's some optimism that he could come back, but there's Maybe no Friday. doubt this affects his trade value. It's a fatigued shoulder, and they keep saying, well, there's no structural damage. But if I'm a contender and I'm going to make a move for one starting pitcher, I don't want to bring in the guy that was just on the injured list with a fatigued shoulder, and I got to not only utilize him the next two months to get into the postseason, but I want him to be a solid starter for me in the postseason. Right. You want him for another three months, and he's already burned out to some degree. And in what are you going to really get year? back That's for him right now? Also, like let's say he's lights out on Friday and you know the, the trade deadline's fast approaching. Uh, are you going to get back the same return that you would have uh, two weeks ago? Probably not. I don't think so. Yeah, and that's the other part of it is that as we've talked about in the National League, everything's been so crowded Close, that yeah. even the Mets could kid themselves, oh, maybe we're back in this thing, even though they're 13th or 14th in the National League. Uh, so I, I think when you, you look at that situation, there's so many teams in the National League that can say, well, we're in it. You know, we can make a run here. The Giants, for instance, and no, they really are in it, but they, um, you know, they lose four games in a row, mm-hmm. they're going to be out of it once right, again. Right, and then right. Madison Bumgarner is going to be available. The Diamondbacks could move Robbie Ray. You could have all these other pitchers enter the market, whereas the Mets, I thought they were in a position where they could have sold earlier. Right. And then a team could say, hey, we'll pay a little extra to get Zach Wheeler for three starts, and there's not any other starting pitchers available right now, or right, not that right. many of them. So I think the timing definitely hurts. And now his trade value has got to be down because he does have a red flag. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has had injury issues in the past, and this isn't necessarily related to that, but I think it all goes in. So, yeah, it's... It's like the one guy that couldn't get hurt, yeah, and he's the yeah. one who ends up taking a, well, he was a neck definitely, and missing some time here. You know, his name was in all the discussions leading up to this past couple weeks, and, you know, shit changes. But let's hit the phones again. We got we got Eli. What's up, Eli? Hey, what's going on, Darren? How you doing, Pete? Good. How are you, Eli? Uh, doing good. Excited. Pumped up for tomorrow for my first official seven-line game. Ooh. Last year, me and my bro uh, came to you guys, and Darren was kind enough to take us down to the seats. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, awesome, yeah, yeah, man! It was 
It was, uh, it was a lot of fun. We're really excited to come tomorrow. Hopefully, we'll be able to make it out to McKellar's uh, before the game. And uh, hopefully, the polar bear gets a big slam against Paddock. You know what? Yeah, you know, it's it's unfortunate. When, when things go south the way they have been, unfortunately, for the past however many years with the group, We I talk to Pete about this, and we talk about it on the show a lot. You do look forward to the time that you get to mingle and hang out and meet new people and kind of enjoy the – the experience of the day, not just the wins and losses, because if they lose tomorrow, we're not going to be surprised. But hopefully you have a good time and and uh, you enjoy yourself because that's what it's all about. So it's unfortunate, yeah, though, that you're coming to a game that doesn't have as much juice behind it. You know, hopefully you have a great experience and well, you want to come back again. You know? Maybe Paddock will pop off in the next 24 hours and uh, add, add some extra juice here. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully there's some shit yeah, talk. Know, later I mean, Get him on Instagram. Last year. Last year, last year they were in it. They weren't in it either, and uh, it was the most exciting uh, portion of a Mets game that I've ever been that I that I've been to in a long, long time. I mean, I've been going to games since I've been a baby. I said my first game was uh, Mother's Day, nineteen eighty-eight. After my parents had twins, it was the first time they were able to get out of the house, and uh, that was my first game. I've been a Mets fan ever since. So oh, that's awesome. Not man. that I really remember it, but you know. That's great, man. Well, hopefully the uh, the excitement tomorrow tops your last year's uh, little little taste you got. So uh, definitely come well, and say what's up. Bro, and... me, me and my bro will be there, so you know it will. Awesome. So come come say what's up in McKellar. Get there early, man. Will do. I'll see you guys. All right, All right Eli, enjoy. So I didn't write this down. I wasn't sure if this was the right time to talk about it, but um, I had a phone call last Friday. And I probably should have talked to Lizzie about this before I decided oh to God. maybe talk about it now. We might be doing something next year that I said would never, ever, ever, ever happen again. And if you're watching live, you might not, you might know what I'm talking about. So we're running out of places to go, Pete. After this year, we only have one ballpark left in the National League, and it's the L.A. Dodgers. If the schedule works out, we'd love to go out there to L.A. And, um, you know, now we're at the point where we're doing repeats. So we've been to Atlanta twice. We go down to D.C. all the time. Uh, I think next year we might take a year off just to build the juice back up in D.C. Um, we've been to Miami twice. Any other repeats? Um, I'm not sure. But, but we want to start going Miami? Miami twice, Atlanta twice, I'm reading the uh, D.C. Sorry. a bunch of times. Um, the Phillies. I don't know if you've heard what happened when we went down to Philly in 2014. If you haven't, I'll give you a little refresher here. We get to the game. It was maybe our third away game ever. We get to the seats. The ushers, not the ushers, the vendors were told before the game even started, they weren't allowed to serve us anything. They didn't come up to our section with anything. No food. No Cracker Jacks? No Cracker Jacks. Oh. No water. It was a 16-inning uh, game, I think. It, it, was, was, it was in May. Yeah. Uh, it was a good game. The Mets won. Um, but nothing. They brought us nothing. And I can understand if we had this reputation around the league that like, we're troublemakers or something and they mm -hmm. want to curb our beer intake. That's one thing. And we had thing. a lot of – there was a lot of people there. was there. Like 500, 600 people. You know, clearly the outings have grown since. But the uh, – for whatever reason, I don't know where this – this uh, you know, demand came from, but they were not allowed to come up to the seats. So that rubbed me the wrong way. And afterwards, you get that follow-up email, which they we, we get them from every team. Uh, how was the outing? A little survey. Can you fill out? Hey, how did you feel about your experience? And I wrote in the in the email, like, hey, mm -hmm. I don't know what happened. We had a fun time. I mean, it was you know there was no trouble um, in that regard, but we kind of felt like we were treated poorly by the uh, the concession people, which is they're just doing their jobs. Someone told them not to serve us. Never heard back, never got an email back. 
And that was the end of it. So I've talked about this in the show. I've talked about it with our friends. I've talked about it publicly uh, that we would never go back. And not that I'm trying to go back on my word, but I did start open the conversation again with the Phillies last week and say, we'd want to come back, but this is what happened last time. And I don't know what happened, but is there a way for you to, you know, make sure this never happens again? And, and the, the rep I got on the phone um, said, you know, they apologize. They're so sorry. They're not sure how that happened. They'll do their they'll do their best if we come back and not you know they weren't like begging us to come back but they were saying that, you know this is that's unacceptable and they agreed and they don't know how my email afterwards slipped through the cracks but there is a lot of turnover in that department I mean even with the Mets we we're on our third or fourth ticket rep now from mm-hmm. when we started so whoever made that demand back in the day uh, is no longer there and we might be going back to Philly so. Um, I told them, you know, not that there was like a list of demands, but I was like, we have, you have to assure us that what happened last time is not going to happen again. And, you know, it's always been such a shame because how, how close Philly is to New York and, uh, we would like to go back. So a friend of a friend actually, not, not that they twisted my arm, but they work for the Phillies and, uh, not in the front office or anything. Just they work at the ballpark and they said, you know, you should really try to come back. It's, it's, it's fun here. And it's so close to New York city. And I said, you know what? Uh, I'll give it a shot. So I emailed the Mets, my main, my main contact over there. And he said, can you please open the conversation with me and whoever is your counterpart with the Phillies? And I was on the phone with them and Lizzie and Shu were here and, and, uh, they were listening to me talk to them. And I, you know, I was definitely not holding back on what I felt about the situation, but they said that they would do better. I said that I would never go back. Right. I, and so did I. So it was ridiculous. What? Not even to bring up like water. Yeah, it was, it was unacceptable, like but you know what? It's five years have passed, and it's not like we're going back with our tails between our legs saying, you know, will you have us back? It's, it's the kind of thing where the fans always want to go back, like Fargus last year, and a bunch of people wanted to go, and I was like, listen, I'm not down to go back. Um, but I kind of extended the olive branch there to see if, hey, can we patch things up and, and make sure that you guys do better? I um, want people to comment if they'll go. I think you know they don't have to comment because I know that if we buy fifteen hundred tickets, people are going to go. It's 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 so close to New York City. We haven't been there in five years, and it might be happening again next year. So um, we'll but, see. And now the Cubs are the number one enemy anyway. Yeah, fuck so. the Cubs. Yeah, no, <laughs> the Cubs are kicking people out now for this cup snake thing. You know, like there people are stacking cups. You hear about the cup snakes? No. So. I don't know how it started, but now that it's become a thing that the Cubs fans know that the Cubs don't like this, it's making the fans do it even more. But they have this thing in the bleachers where they stack their cups. It's called a cup snake. And (laughs) the ushers run over and they take them from you. They get so angry that you're stacking your plastic cups. I don't know why. I don't know what the reasoning is behind it. But now, meanwhile, all that money is going to the ballpark because now people are probably buying more beer. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. extra. Yeah, yeah. So it's become a thing now. They're ejecting people from the bleachers if you make a cup snake. It's so ridiculous. What happened to the bleachers? I don't know. They they, exactly. That's they they wouldn't let us sit out there. They're they're holding the bleachers. It's classy at Wrigley now. It's unbelievable. So yeah, Philly might be happening again. We'll see. Um, I was happy to get someone on the phone that was. Very nice, and uh, we'll see what happens next year. But uh, the schedule comes out in like a month. It's usually my favorite day of the year. Lizzie knows I kind of go uh, head over heels ecstatic about calling the teams and planning next year's outings and so on and so forth. But it's insane that we haven't even done an away game yet this year, and we're already kind of at the point of the season where we are, where we're kind of saying, hey, you know what? Let's just enjoy our time with our friends. If they lose, they lose. But Mets baseball. Yeah. Catch the fever. Yeah. Catch the rising stars. Whatever, whatever all those silly slogans used to be. Ruben Tejada yeah. coming back. Ruben, we'll see. This weekend should be something. No, I'm excited to go up there and just uh, enjoy some minor league ball. 
Let's get to the phones, though. We got, uh, I don't know, actually. Lizzie wrote down, uh, just pick up the phone. Who we got? What's up, fellas? Well, it was a shitty season while it lasted. Oh, yeah. I'm <laughs> Wait, hold, hold, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. Did, are you really, uh, are you officially throwing in the cape? Uh, well, I never throw in my cape. I'll, I'll wear that cape if we're, you know, oh, and 162. I mean, come on. I love attention, so that doesn't make sense. I mean, come on, guys. But I will say this. I'm blaming the downfall of this season on the carmogenous black cloud that is known as Pete McCarthy. <laughs> Bill, you buried us last week. Come on. He won two in a row after I buried them. Wait a minute. So you give the man a, a, a cape and then you blame the whole season on him? Let me tell you something, Pete. I hope you didn't sew that patch on your jersey because – I might have to take it back in, back in brother. You, I think you got to be out of the rally world order. I don't know. Are you coming to the game tomorrow night? Oh, oh. I am going to be no. there tomorrow. No, 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 no. Pete, Pete, are you no, making... I can't make it. Uh, Pete, Pete can't ah. make it, unfortunately. Uh, all right, rally man, what else you got? You're just trashing my uh, co-host here. That's not too nice of you. <laughs> no, I, Pete knows I love him. Pete knows I love him. Of course, you're still in the RWO. Come on now. But I will say this, uh, just rolling through. I do still stand by Harvey, and there's. A couple of different reasons. Of uh, you do. I, <laughs> I like to give people third chances. <laughs> I rolled through the second chance. Third chance is the last straw. He just reminds me of like a jock in high school that, even though he's a jerk, I really wanted him to be friends with them and everything. I'm like, ooh, maybe just hanging in there with them, you know, and maybe that'll work. But uh, it looks like, guys, I'm the only Cape Crusader in City Field. I have no problem uh, uh, taking that <laughs> accolade. Um, I'm all for Philly. Uh, I'm probably not going to bring my cape. Those fans will tear me apart. Uh, not interested in dealing with drunk Philly fans. Even though Philly, a group of Philly fans named me. Uh, that's the that's the origin of Rally Man. I was right. named by I was named by Philly fans. They were like, "Yo, you got us to root for the Mets." Like we couldn't believe it. it was like we had like a big comeback victory. And they're like, "You're the Rally Man." That's it. It's like a superhero like, beginning story where the enemy forges this uh, this new power. <laughs> well, they didn't know they didn't know the uh, you know the the what would you call that? They didn't know what they were starting. Pretty much, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, I've blown up since. But anyway, <laughs> um, hey, it is what it is, guys. Let's uh, let's see. I, I mean, I'm listen. I'm baseball first. Bad baseball is better than no baseball at all. I'll still go to those games. I'll still root and cheer like it's a World Series game. The biggest part of it is being with my friends first. Uh, baseball is really kind of secondary to it. You know, it's I'll watch it anyway. But being out there, being out with the seven line, uh, it's that that's where it's at for me. Yeah, right, no, I, I agree, and I enjoyed being friends with you until the start of this phone call. <laughs> <laughs> all right, dude. We'll, we'll see you tomorrow. All right. All right, sounds good, guys. All right, bro, be good. Later, Rally Man. Oh, man, Mr. Rally Man. Always a character. Um, <laughs> My fault. Speaking of uh, the two newest members of the Seven, Line, the Seven Line Army, did you happen to see comedians in cars getting coffee this I week? I haven't watched it yet, but I, I caught a glimpse of this on social media, which is pretty cool. How about that? So we get an email last year from a production uh, assistant or someone saying, like, hey, we, we ordered these T-shirts. We ordered five shirts, and we need them by the end of the week. Do you know where they are? I guess the got, package got lost or something. We didn't know who, who it was for. And um, Lizzie had replied, here's the tracking number, yada, yada. And the woman replied, it's actually for comedians and cars getting coffee. We're filming this week at City Field. So this was filmed last October. And I'm like, holy shit, comedians and cars getting coffee. Like, you know, 
Jerry Seinfeld, this is amazing. Yeah. Not knowing that him and his guest for the day would, would actually be wearing the shirts. So the series dropped on Friday. They dump them all on ne- on Netflix at the same time. So you can watch the whole season, binge watch it just like you could, like Stranger Things or whatever. And I don't know who – actually, I do know. Uh, I think it was Jesse Funk uh, on Twitter, but I think was the first person mm-hmm. to post about it. It's like, hey, did you happen to see Jerry? I'm like, no way. So instantly, you know, I download the Netflix app on my phone and and start watching the 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 episode, and I couldn't believe it. It's like right in the first minute montage of you know what that episode's about. Uh, Matthew Broderick and Jerry Seinfeld they're popping the shirts on, and uh, the whole if you haven't seen it yet, so the whole idea of it is they're living out their dream of being baseball players. So they they're pretending that they're players. They're on the field wearing the jerseys, and then they flash to fans in the stands sitting there eating hot dogs and drinking beers and that's when they're wearing the orange seven line army t-shirts which is absolutely incredible so you gotta get them out with the group they would get so mobbed it's, it's yeah. i don't think it's even possible <laughs> yeah. i reached out to when when the the news broke that uh jerry was going to have this uh 30 year commemorative uh bobblehead weekend i reached out through a friend of a friend to jerry's agent saying like hey i got this show we could do a taped segment for the for the broadcast i never heard back unfortunately but it's it's cool that he even knows what it is. You know, when they, when they signed Cespedes, he actually wrote the seven line army as a hashtag in his tweet, Jerry Seinfeld back in uh, 2015. So it's great that he, I, I, I'm, it's a pinch me moment. I watched three things. I watched the Mets, Seinfeld and Supercross. So like for hmm. Mets players have worn the shirts before. So now Jerry's worn the shirts and you know, I doubt a Supercross guy is a Mets fan. So I, that might not happen, <laughs> but to have Jerry wear the shirts, I, you know, I'm a loyal follower of the Seinfeld, uh, show I watch all the episodes. I watch them every night on repeat, and it's it's unbelievable. So maybe he'll call in one day. He's, he was known. I don't he know. Call he still Summers, does it, right? but he used to call up uh, the fan back in the day. So. Yeah, it's it's great. So if you if you haven't seen the, the series, not even just for for this episode, but if you haven't seen the series yet, definitely check it out. Comedians and cars getting coffee. It's it's great. It's I always like to see guys that when you think they're not that their career is over, but like let's say you know the Seinfeld show is over, and then he's doing something else on Netflix, and uh, David Letterman's uh, my next, I think it's called my next guest is or something like that. His mm-hmm. series I like now, his too. they're great. So mm-hmm. it's Netflix is uh, killing clearly it. killing it, and I think that uh, who's coming back? Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy. And that he's the first episode of the Comedians and Cars with Coffee this year. I happened to skip that. I went straight to episode six. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> no, you're there for one thing. Is it episode six? It is uh, the sixth. Se- the sixth season, it's episode five. So if you happen to catch the, se- uh, the show, uh, I don't know. Enjoy it. It's a good time. Uh, let's hit the phones again. Wow, a lot of callers today. Yeah. A lot of callers today. Uh, we got Brew. I think, is this California Brew or Florida Brew? This is California Brew, formerly known as Brooklyn Brew. All right. What, 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 what's up, Brew? <laughs> Listen, I'm not Jerry Seinfeld, but I'm the next best thing. All right, cool. <laughs> so uh, you were, if uh, for Pete, you don't know, uh, Brew was actually out there this weekend in San Francisco to catch the games. Were you there for all four or, or just a couple? No, after the two walk-off wins and then the Saturday blowout, I didn't go back. All right, well, at least you were well, there at least for you Saturday. Got Saturday. Yeah, <laughs> you know Take it's that. unbelievable. Thursday the, night, the Mets Thursday outscored night, the Giants. Seventeen innings. Okay. It was disgusting. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? You, you guys should have deserved some type of medal for sitting sitting through all that. But the Mets outscored the Giants 15-11 to 11 over the, the four-game uh, uh, series there, and they lost three of them. So uh, how are you liking California, bro? bro? It's hot. I haven't had one day of rain yet. It's sunny. Can't complain. I, I'm not dying of heat, though. So, I mean, that's great. Yeah, it's positive. So uh, you're gonna I make, make a, the game. You're going to make it back for some outings this year or what? 
I'm doing Kansas City, I'm doing Cincinnati, and then I'm flying back for the last home series in September. So since you're a, you're you're a, a loyal member of the group, I don't know if you ca- happened to catch us about you know ten minutes ago or so. We're talking about Philly. What do you think about Philly? Would you if you were back in New York, would you hit that game? Well, I definitely go. I was gonna go regardless because I and once you said you weren't coming back, I knew I had to find a way to get there myself. So right, I'm cool. definitely going. All right. So if you happen to make it back, to, are you gonna move back to New York after this uh, this stint in Cali, or what? You're gonna be like uh, Kramer and get out there and just stay forever. Oh, no, no, I'm coming back. I, I'm counting down the days. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool, man. Brew, be good, all right, man? All right, take it easy, guys. Later. Yeah, Brew's... Uh, Brew had a, a Him live, and Tyler were out there, yeah, right? Yeah, they had a live go up them two. Oh, gosh, <laughs> they're crazy. Well, you know, when, when Orange <laughs> and Blue thing came out, Brew and Shu down at spring training, I don't know who else was a part of it. They did Orange and Brew thing. They just did, like, their own live spinoff of, uh, of this kind of talking shit, and um, it was fun. It was, it was a cool little series they had there for a little bit. Uh, it's a fun show. Give us a call at 631-388-5195. Share the show if you want to be in the running for the uh, gift cards. And actually, it's a good thing Brew doesn't live in Brooklyn anymore. I don't know if they have power yet. They had a blackout last Not night. Not yet? I don't know. I saw Drea's <gasps> post this morning that they were still out of power. I think it was like 13 hours later, still no power in Brooklyn. Oops. So, uh, yeah, hopefully if you're if you're out there, you know, conserve your energy. I don't know if you got power yet. So uh, what else you got going on, Pete? Anything else co- cooking well, this week? Yeah, something that came to mind, and I know it, it's kind of a Yankee topic. So uh, hopefully yeah. you guys will forgive me for this, but I'll, I'll move it off the other way. But the, the Aaron Boone Savage thing that yeah. just took off like a, a viral shot, it was amazing to me how he said it on the field. It went viral within what, like twenty five minutes? Yeah, um, right, instantly. J- Jambo, I, I, I'm getting the name wrong, I'm sure, but he put he puts up all these videos that are pretty funny. He does it for games oh, yeah, yeah, around yeah. baseball, and he closed captions what's going on in the arguments as he either reads lips or hears it in the microphone. So everybody's seeing this and laughing at it. My guys are effing savages in the box and like all this. And then I would say by the end of the game, there were already like fifty different people printing up T-shirts. <laughs> yeah. With, uh, you know, we're effing savages in this whole thing. That's the way the world works, man. Oh, my gosh. And I'm just kind of curious for your perspective on it because if something like this happened with the Mets, you would have been on top of it right away, right? Like, Yeah, well, prior to 2014, yeah. I mean, now with my license, I mean, not to give too much info out here, uh, but it's kind of public knowledge. I write about it sometimes on, on my Twitter feed. Designs have to be approved. So when I come up with something, whether it's a slogan or a design for an outing shirt or, you know, someone actually wrote like, Let's do a shirt for the KC outing that says Kansas City, C-I-T-I. Like, we can't get away with that. So there's certain things that you can do and can't do. But back in the day, like, uh, Johan's no-hitter, my shirt was up that night. So the history shirt, H-I-5-7-O-R-Y, H-I-5-7-O-R-Y, one of our best-selling T-shirts ever for uh, Johan Santana. We were the first people to do uh, words with numbers in it, by the way, if you look it up. So, like, the Jeter, reti- whatever whatever has said um, – Respect. Respect with the two. Yeah, yeah, which didn't even make sense because <laughs> it looked like, it looked weird. Uh, yeah, the quick to market, first to market is always a, is a big thing. Well, do you do you like? Have you looked at some of the T-shirts that were made for that? Yeah, and you know it is such a hot topic thing. People are going to buy it, and then you know by next week they don't even really care about no, it. No, I think that I think this will stick. I you think, think so. I think they'll be savages in the Bronx all the way through October, and if they win, then it'll be a whole. It'll be a thing. It'll be the savage year, and this will be meaningful in a game where they. 
they already have won the division, but it'll be meaningful how Boone characterized this team and that the players well, bought into it and the fans think it's funny. I mean, it's it's a perfect storm. When it comes to uh, managerial blow-ups with umpires, ass in the jackpot <laughs> is still head one. and shoulders oh, yeah. over savages no in the box. No doubt about it. Absolutely. No that Terry Collins it. rant, which I think MLB was trying to like flush off the internet because every time it got posted, it got flagged yeah. and came down. But And ass in the jackpot is actually the umpire, Tom Hallian, saying it. Oh, yeah, yeah, what yeah, Terry yeah. said, but yeah. yes, that whole argument and back and forth so was good. glorious. So good. Far better. You know, the other, the rookie umpire didn't exactly contribute to the conversation right, with right, Boone. Right. It was just Boone going nuts. And I think everybody kind of going like, you know, remember with, remember with Collins, and this is interesting to go back and forth and just thinking of it now, but remember with Collins, it didn't go public until he had already been out as right. the Mets oh, yeah, manager. Yeah, 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 and it yeah, yeah. made a lot of people go, oh, look at Terry. Like, look at how much he cared, yeah, the passion yeah. he had. And it's really interesting. This is happening with Boone where yeah, he's kind of a boring press conference guy, right? He doesn't say anything right, right, interesting right. anywhere, just like Girardi didn't before him. And now you actually you get a sense of maybe that the real personality that lurks underneath and, you know, some of the things that get said behind the scenes. And apparently Boone's called the team savages yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, over the course of this year. So it's, it's, it's just, it, it kind of changes how you view Collins back then. And for our Yankee fans, I'm sure Boone now. Here it is. And I feel bad for you. <laughs> it's a little low there if you're listening afterwards. But uh, he's basically telling the ump to tighten it up. And uh, that is, his guys are savages. Yeah, but it's great. I mean, it's it, it makes... It's an entertainment Who sport. Who is it that posted it? Because I got the name wrong before. Oh, this is uh, Jeff Swar. No, 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 no. But oh, the, who, the video below, yeah. Oh, John Boy. John Boy. Okay. He's uh, blowing up. So this is something that he does is he he takes videos from across the majors, not just the Yankees, yeah. but does a, a Yankee podcast and stuff. But he captions the videos and he gets them up pretty quick. And, and a lot of them are very funny, but I followed him back in like april after he did one of these videos and he was at like ten thousand followers or something now he's at like seventy thousand. and yeah but you know what's tough about this it's like you know mlb is very strict with their content and somehow he's getting away with it and they even commented on one of his videos so, so they seem to be letting it ride with it him. depends i mean i'm not trying to give people advice out there but i guess it depends on what you're doing with the content and if it seems to be bringing more attention to the game i think they're kind of okay with it well, uh have to be and you know don't where, call me on that but yeah but this is where baseball has gotten it wrong i think over the years is not allowing people to use their video and distribute it well, that's why and they've ML locked it all down with mlb.com and i understand nba is killing it though because they, they let people exactly do it. and even nhl you can see a hockey fight anytime you want but baseball has locked all this stuff down and it's it's smart in the short term where you can profit on every one of your videos that goes out. Something happens. You got to watch the 30 second pre video on MLB.com in order to see it. But long term for the growth of your sport, now it's not out there on Instagram or social media where, you know, people's eyeballs are now. So I, I think it's been, you know, foolish long term and maybe they're starting to. Work yeah, around it. Absolutely. Look, look at MLB. The yeah, first yeah. video I was, I was is Savage to, in the Box. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to pull it up here because uh, did you happen to see that YouTube this week broadcast the, the game? So last okay. year was Facebook Live. This yeah. this week they did a... Uh, a, a it's like a Saturday game, right? No, it was during the week. Oh. I, damn, I can't find it here. But Yeah, I know they did a, they aired a game on the YouTube. full game. Which yeah, is a better platform and it's a little easier for people 
Probably. I wish I could find it. It's Cleveland. I, I, that's all I know. The reason I bring this up is the um, like you just said with this with this guy, and they were com- he was com- the MLB was commenting on his uh, on his video. I can't mm-hmm. find it here, but if you happen to see it in the description of the video. They hire creators now. So MLB labels certain accounts MLB creators. So if you ever hear of Giraffe Nick Mark? No. He also does videos. Okay. He's a Mets fan, uh, but he'll make videos about anything within, within baseball. He's a big, uh, big baseball fan. But uh, in the caption of the video, it said MLB creators, and it had the Twitter handles or the, video, the YouTube accounts of all different fans. I don't know if they work for MLB or if they're just labeled as like ambassadors to the sport, hmm. but they're getting smart. Uh, and I think they're definitely coming around to the idea of la- – not letting this happen. Yeah, but well, they clearly haven't opened the floodgates here, but they're picking their spots. And I know I was surprised when I was seeing the MLB videos with the captioning underneath. And it's not always, um, you know, they tend to be funny things, but they're not always things what? that MLB would necessarily be distributing, right? It's the bad language, the the cursing that's out there, the profanity used in creative ways that right, baseball right, right. people have been known to do and, and kind of bringing that out and putting it out where people can know what's being said. Um, but, you know, again, that that's, you know, what brings at least some eyeballs and some personality. And even for Aaron Boone, he would never say this at a press conference. And it wouldn't make sense at a press conference. Calls players savages. But yeah. you know what? Baseball in 2019 where you're telling your hitters to work the count and, you know, try to do all these different things. You're thinking about 400,000 things, all the information you have on the pitcher, and it just overloads you. I really like the approach, just calling these guys savages. <laughs> you're better than everybody. Go out and do your thing, Hoss. Yeah, like, yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. what you got to get back to to some degree with these, uh, you know, with these hitters to, you know, let guys relax and just do their thing. Let's take this call because I was actually yeah. just, just talking about uh, Fargus. What's up, Fargus? <laughs> Fargus. Yo. What's up? I don't know hey, what yo. the heck just happened there, but what's going on, Fargus? <laughs> What's the deal, man? What's the deal? All right, so I I just brought you up. I just brought you up, actually, because I know you were trying to wrangle the troops to go out to Philly. I think it was last season, and I wasn't keen on the idea. So what do you feel about Philly? Yeah, of course, man. We got to, We have to do Philly. I mean, uh, that's part of the reason I want to go out cold. I heard my name dropped. I said, you know what? I said, I have a call before. So let me, let me check in real quick. Uh, but definitely not. Philly, Philly would be a good time. Uh, you know, obviously the fans a little rowdy, but... You know, I feel like if we go with a good crew, I think we'll be good. But uh, I was surprised, actually, um, when I heard you say it. But actually, I was laughing because I was like, oh, let me make sure he actually picks up my call because I didn't know uh, how you felt about the whole black jersey thing. <laughs> I was like, oh man! I was like, yeah, he may not pick up my call, right? No, of course, no. For those that don't know what Fargus <laughs> is talking about, we're, we're coming out with those black jerseys soon, and they're going to be two hundred and forty nine ninety nine. And when you look on the MLB shop website, any authentic jersey is between two fifty and three hundred anyway. But people were kind of balking at the price there. But I mean, we don't dictate the price. That's what that's what Majestic charges. So uh, it is what it is. But yeah, for Philly though, you know what it is like. I kind of felt weird going back on, on my word of saying we were never going to go back. And, you know, if I didn't have a, a positive conversation with the people over at the at the ballpark with the Phillies, then we wouldn't be going down the path that we might be going down next year. But once the schedule comes out, we'll check it out and see what works for us. And hopefully something lands on a Saturday and, and we'll get back out there to Philly. I mean, Actually, even if it's a weekday, I mean. They, they have three chances. They, they have, go down there three times a year. You'd be yeah, all right. they, but yeah. we, we kind of try to hope to stay away from early in the season uh, – 
uh, road games with the weather, the way things have been happening in like April. We don't want to worry about. And now you got to worry about the late in the season road games too, because they haven't been meaningful in two years. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Three years. Well, actually, probably, I, I thought for sure after the Chicago trip, I was thinking when it got canceled, I was like, oh, Pittsburgh landed on a weekend. I'm actually going out there. Well, uh, what is that? Like, think not this weekend, next weekend. Uh, Pittsburgh, the Mets are in Pittsburgh, so falls on a weekend. So when I saw you canceled the Chicago trip, I was like, "Oh, yeah." But you know, maybe they'll do. Uh, by then, it's too late. That's why I get on the horn. Like I'm, I'm a year out already on planning for next oh, year. Okay. And the reason why we do that is because uh, clearly these these ballparks have to also cater to their home fans. So when when right, I the reason right, why right. I get in so early and I was angry with the Cubs is because we paid a deposit. Uh, last September, so we get in right when the oh, schedule wow. comes out, so we can get some seats and lock up a section for us. Because uh, you know, clearly, if we were to call the the Pirates back in uh, you know t- uh, January, February, it's already too late. There's no seats left. Right. So uh, we're going right. to see you out there tomorrow at the ballpark. You're going to be there. Yeah, 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 I'll be out there. I'll be there. I'll be there. I'll are, are you going to be wearing your orange jersey this time or not? <laughs> I, I don't know. I had to make sure it's not the dry cleaner. Remember? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bro. We'll see you tomorrow. All right. All right. You got it, bro. Later. I was giving Fargo shit last uh, last outing. I think it was what, Subway Series last one? Yeah. Uh, he was wearing, I don't know what jersey he was wearing. I'm like, dude, are you boycotting the group because uh, Brody's sitting with us? Are you trying to stand out? He wasn't mm-hmm. wearing his, his official uh, T7LA jersey last He was time. in uh, like a button down and jeans. Oh, yeah, he said he forgot that we had an outing or something. He came. He was, like, all <laughs> dressed up and, uh, you know, uh, he was trying Straight to, from work, huh? He was trying to stand out there. So, uh, Cooperstown this past weekend. I'm glad I wasn't sitting out there in 110-degree uh, heat. Um, do you happen to follow that? Do you care at all? When I care. You know what, though? I... I did not see any of the inductions or the speeches, and I haven't seen any clips of it since. Some of that is work schedule. I took a nap during the afternoon. Then I woke up, and the Mets were on, so I just watched the Mets. But, you know, I, I think what I would love to see is, like, put that in, if not prime time on a Monday, like they do the draft, and then it's a little cooler maybe as well if you're going to do this in July of every year. But there shouldn't be baseball games on against – the baseball hall of fame induction like these speeches are cool and i i do care to watch them but when it's on against the mets game or other baseball games i'm not gonna lock in right so i would love to see that either maybe you just move it up and have the speeches at like 11 a.m in cooperstown goes to one o'clock and then you have your game start up but i, I would like love tr- to see an ex- exclusive window so you could see the greats be honored, inducted, the speech, and it'd be something that everybody could kind of celebrate, not the other thing that's going on while baseball is being played. So, I mean, it's, it's tough. I think that the uh, the whole – the way they can conduct the Hall of Fame, I think they like to keep it with tradition and keep it the I same weekends and stuff like that. I mean, then move the schedule around for baseball. Don't have a game start until, let's say, 2 o'clock Eastern. Uh, that'd be good. And that way, maybe you start up at noon. Just move it up a couple of hours, but give them a two-hour window to do all the speeches. Kind of like the and, last and game really of the year. really take it in. I don't know if that was Manfred yeah. or like last game of the year. Yeah, baseball done this all a, starts at the same time. They've done this a couple of times. And the example that I would give, the end of the year is a good Playoff one. Playoff 3 o'clock, everybody starts, but also the MLB draft. They didn't have any games between 7 and 9 o'clock during the MLB draft this year on a Monday. So, you know, that's something else that I would, I would like to see. I think that would be cool to make this kind of exclusive. The other thing I was thinking about with this is a lot of people like knocking the Hall of Fame class. It wasn't as good this year beyond Mariano Rivera. And that's all fine and good. 
But I don't find myself, and I don't hear people arguing about baseball players the way like the previous generation, my dad's generation, would have, where they argued, you know, who is better, Babe Ruth or Hank Aaron or Willie Mays. Of course, in New York, Willie Mays versus Mickey Mantle, right? Like all of these arguments that would. Uh, build over the years now we don't argue about baseball players historically in the same way and that argument is now with the nba uh-huh. now you argue if it's lebron or mj and that's that'll you know carry a whole afternoon or you know where kobe ranks and the whole thing or whatever it is but the way that when i grew up i guess people talked about baseball players is now the way that people talk about basketball and its history and Uh the different eras. And you don't have that in baseball anymore. I think that's dangerous. And I think it it has lessened some of the excitement for the hall of fame because, you know, the guys just kind of enter and get through. And I don't think the casual fan or even, you know, big time fans, unless it's your guy, right? Like Piazza, Uh you don't, have as much of an investment or like an emotional connection to to some of these these other guys. I mean, again, baseball has become a regional sport. You care about your team. You don't necessarily watch Sunday night baseball or postseason baseball if your team's not in it. I think that's dangerous the way they, that it's uh, the way that it's gone. Who do you think the next Met is to make it into the Hall of Fame? Beltran. Not Matt Harvey. <laughs> Beltran. Uh, do you, oh, we'll see if he's wearing a Mets hat. Uh, we'll I don't see. think he will. I think he'll go in without them, right? a team. It's not up to them? It is not up to the players anymore. It's up to the Hall. So he spent as much time in Kansas City as he did in New York, and then a lot of his biggest postseason moments were at St. Louis and Houston. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think you'll see – and he works for the Yankees now. So he's like got a connection to every team. So I don't – his best years were with the Mets, but I don't think you'll see him going in a Mets hat. I think that he'll – be one of those guys that won't have a logo at all. It's so much and fun I think up that there. Makes sense. It was so hot for the actual induction for Piazza, but the the whole weekend, the day before at Amagang Brewery, everything was was so fun. I never went up for the actual inductions. That was it was so hot. It was like hard to even that's what you remember. Really concentrate on it being a fun day just because of how boiling it was. Mm. Uh, and you know, I'm sure I was a little. I don't really get hungover, but I didn't really feel up to top tip top form. <laughs> yeah, not to mention we if you're drinking, were like, maybe we should move it up earlier. Brewery, yeah, we camped so. at a brewery in the sun, oh, drinking gosh. like ten percent beers with no shade. Uh, yeah, it was it was something. Did you happen to see this this commercial though? Uh, it's been floating around. I don't know if this is a new commercial or if someone just uh, just happened to find it. But uh, Mario uh, Mariano Rivera is in a rap video commercial for uh, a local Toyota dealership. <laughs> He is not a kid in this video either, right? This is older Mariano. Wow, Mo is like, what did I get into? <laughs> what am I doing? How much is this paycheck? It's not enough. Let me smile. I love the most why even have him in the commercial if he's just going to stand there? It's the best part. <laughs> Does he finish the video? I don't know. Can you imagine being that guy rapping in front of Mariano Rivera? <laughs> in a suit. <laughs> Does he end with Prestige Worldwide? Wait a minute. It's, Rier- it's Rivera Toyota. Does he own a Toyota dealership? I don't know. 
because he doesn't have anything to do with it. He, he just stands there the whole time. Oh, yeah. That's he, the best. He's the boss. I think that commercials... At least he should cross the arms if he's just going to stand there, you know? I think the commercials that are bad on purpose are, are ten times better. Uh, we're going to get to... Actually, I always forget to play this first. But we are going to play What's in the Box now from our friends at Lumberland. We will get to the phone in just one second here. And now it's time for everybody's favorite game. What's in the box? Presented by Lumberland.com. All right, we got Ben. We got Ben. What's going on, Ben? Hey, Darren. Hey, Pete. What's going on, buddy? Hey, Ben. We're just hanging out. You're you're a Cali boy. Uh, wait, wait. This is Ben from Sacramento. First time, long time. Oh, okay. I got that from Peru. <laughs> Love that. Awesome. So, uh, you're going to play What's in the Box here in just a second, but you were you were out in uh, the games this past weekend or just one? Uh, well, I've actually been, I was out with you guys in San Francisco when you made it out, and then oh, we no uh, took the family down to San Diego, and then we were in Arizona last year, and, uh, but the first time I had an opportunity to experience sitting at a game with Brew on uh, Thursday night for the, we made it to 14 out of the 16 innings. And then uh, he came down and sat with my family. We were right in the front row, right in front of the bullpen. Nice. But you don't you don't get a seven line true experience until you sit with Tyler and Brew together. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, behind home plate. <laughs> well, it depends on the day. I'm glad that that was a good experience for you. But uh, no, they're they're characters. I, I'm not you know just just making a joke there. But uh, no, it sounds like a, you had a good time, and unfortunately. Uh, you got to see another loss, but uh, you're gonna play what's in the box now from our friends at Lumberland. One, two, three, or four, whatever's in there, you get to keep for free. Awesome, awesome. Well, um, because of my daughter and my wife's birthdays on the third, I'm gonna go with number three. All right, let's see. Is it? A... What is with it? Every week, people keep winning gift cards. So let's see how much you it is. Gift cards, baby. All you want to see is awesome. that the one envelope month. says sixty dollars. No way, two weeks in a row. Hey. All right, Bruce. So hang on the line, and uh, oh, Lizzie, Lizzie already took care of it for you. So we'll get this out to you, all right, Bruce? I'm not Bruce. All right, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you, buddy. Thank you. Thanks, guys. No problem. Have a good one, Ben. Congrats. So uh, let's give a shout out to our friends at Lumberland. I, I can't wait for someone to open up that mug. I know. All, now we're streaking the other way, right? The mugs were going left, yeah. right? We had like eight straight weeks where people were winning the mugs, and now now it's all gift cards. You know Nobody what? can win this special mug that you're so excited. I haven't seen it yet. I want to pull it out and look at what it. What I think we might have to do is change the numbers around for next week because maybe people are watching and they're like, all right, if I pick three, it's going to be a gift card. Like We have to switch the numbers yeah, Don't up. they want the, the I don't mug? Know. That maybe they'd rather 60 bucks weeks? to go spend on whatever they want. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Get those Jason Vargas mugs, you know? Hit up Lumberland. I know. I'm waiting for them. They, they, they're sending Jason Vargas mugs and Jeff McNeil mugs uh, out to us. I don't know when they're getting here. but Are you serious? We're getting yeah. a Vargas mug? Yeah. I, I'm going to keep that one. <laughs> uh, sorry, Lumberland. I'm keeping that one. So Lumberland.com. Hit them up. The Bat Mug originators, as far as I'm concerned. I don't know uh, if anyone else was first, but they're the best. So uh, Lumberland.com. Use the special promo code OABT, 15% off your order. They have a bunch of different series. They got the MLBPA license, as you just heard. They make great wedding gifts for um, your groomsmen or uh, maid of honors. And, uh, yeah, check them out. Lumberland.com, 15% off with the code OABT. So I just happened to mention Jeff McNeil. I know we talked about this before we went live. Uh, on the broadcast, they were talking about this, and then Jeff McNeil also posted a photo. I don't know if, uh, if you've seen this yet, but two years ago, Jeff McNeil and uh, the starting pitcher for yesterday's San Francisco Giants. I don't think he put him, 
his name in here, but I think it's Connor something. Sorry, I, I didn't write it down. But they were both uh, in the minors together two years ago, and they also worked together as landscapers on the side doing landscape and construction. So that's pretty incredible that these two guys, you know, were grinding it out there in the minors, and they both made it to the bigs and happened to be playing in the same game yesterday. And it was his uh, first ever Major League Baseball game, so that's pretty cool. Um, all right, so I think that's going to be share contest. Up, oh, I sometimes forget about the share contest. So share the show if you haven't done so yet. Fun show, Pete. Um, we're going to be back here next Monday, and a couple more Mondays after that until we get back to yeah, our September schedule. Mondays, right? What's that Monday in August with the uh, doubleheader? I think uh, we talked about that. We're still going to do a one o'clock show. I think it's a four and a it's seven. It's August fifth. Cool. So August fifth is a doubleheader. It'll be four o'clock first and game, and they're just Field? rolling straight through. Yes. Yeah. Maybe we'll try to figure out some type of remote location that day, so we can do the show and then go watch the games afterwards. I don't know. It, it, granted, you don't have to work that night with one of your twenty jobs. So uh, <laughs> share the show, and uh, you'll be in the running for the gift card. And Lizzie will take care of the Facebook. I will do the Twitter. And hopefully you guys enjoy the rest of your night. And uh, if you're going to be joining us tomorrow night, make sure that you remember McKellar opens at four o'clock. And the game starts clearly at 7.10. And uh, it should be a fun time. So, Lizzie, let me know when you're ready. I am ready. Uh, for some reason. Oh, there you go. Uh, we'll stop. Oh, wait. I wasn't even going. All right. Okay. Stop. Tell me. Oh. Uh, Melissa Burke. Melissa Burke. You win. That was fast. And I'll take care of the Twitter. So I'll wait. I'm going to be patient yeah. here. Yeah. I'll get it all the way to the bottom. All right. Stop. I didn't even start yet. Oh, okay. Well, maybe the, I'm in that deck. I got to load the tweet Now I'm too quick. <laughs> Mr. Pete. Premature. All right. And, let uh, me know when I could start. All right. It's it's loading. It's loading. You know what it is? I turned the Wi-Fi off my cell phone during the show so we don't draw too much from the show. I want the show to go nice and smooth here for the folks at home. All and right. now the show is wrecked. Ruined. Right. Last segment. Right. We almost brought it home. Oh, now it's gone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Keep going. Okay. All right. Go all the way down. Now you're going to start coming back up. Okay. Well, yeah, I think I'm... Now you're going to go down I'm again. I'm just scrolling back and forth now. Oh, okay. I'm going to just keep waiting. Okay. All right, now you can stop. <laughs> uh, no way. People are going to think this is rigged. But uh, shout out to Nancy and MJ. <laughs> they win. Shouty. Shouty out to Nancy and MJ. I will send them their little gift card they later. They deserve it. They do deserve it. They had a fun time out there at uh, the Ducks game last night. Yes, so we were invited. We didn't go. Ah, how about that? Sorry. All right, guys. So stay cool. We'll see you out there tomorrow night at City Field. If you're hanging out with us in Binghamton and Syracuse, uh, the itineraries were sent out from the teams. Definitely check your emails for that. It should be a fun time out there upstate to cheer on the future Mets or the hopefuls. Uh, to make the big league eventually. And that's it. Tebow. Tebow. Tebow time. Tahada. Tahada time. That's about as far as that can go. Yeah. Well, it'll be a fun one. All right, guys. <laughs> see you later. Stay cool. Let's go Mets. And uh, get good breweries up there. We'll see if, if uh, Pete gets back onto the believing side next Monday. All right, guys. Next year. <laughs> Bye, guys.